fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has Baby. the football. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. <laughs> and guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is pardon the punctuation, and I don't ever produce this show, so I'm winging it. Um, but Ed's apparently here. Made it just in time. I made it. I made it. All right, just- I'm out. See you guys later. <laughs> um yeah thanks for responding to my text message but this is pardon the punctuation and i am aaron smith joined by ed mayhall jeff's car is broken down ed's ed ed was putting kids to bed for his sick wife who normally takes who normally takes care of those things um well done sir um, and, and Chad's stepping in until Jeff gets here, I guess, um, as we are not going to talk Bearcats with Chad because we've done that every day for the last two years together. Right. Um, but here in this space right now, we're going to talk Bengals Browns. Um, not out. quite Not quite yet. We're, we're not going to get there quite yet. But uh, first off, just how's your week been, Ed? Uh, quick trip out to Indiana. For a soccer tournament, like I told you two weeks ago, had service that was great. Had receipts, well done. Receipts. Um, and, and now I'm home. You. Yeah, I did. Wouldn't let that. How how was your weekend with the headband and everything there? I mean, we. It was a lot of losing of football. My question is, what's with the headband? I just wanted to wear that instead of a backwards hat. Is this because of the, the Halloween costume that I created? Yeah, no, it was not because of that. It's because my hair is getting long enough to actually do something in the headband. But oh. I tell Jason Kelsey that he has, if he comes on the show that he has to wear a backwards hat and you switch it up with a headband now. Thank you, sir. Well. <laughs> In any case, uh, yeah, I went to Orlando and was in the bounce, bounce house. Um, being up in the press box is literally insane. You feel the whole thing swaying, and it's moderately terrifying. Like, I made a joke to my cousin. I was like, I had no idea that I needed to take Dramamine to go sit in the press box. No idea that this place was that structurally unsound. It, well, and they were telling me that after the first year of the bounce house, like um, my cousin and his, his old roommate, um, they – both went to school at UCF and they were both at the game. Um, But they said after the first year, the bounce house bounced so much that a, they had to set up places around the stadium to have cameras because the cameras would shake with the stadium. You wouldn't be able to get any, any video. B you would just walk around and it's actually really nice underneath the stadium, but you would walk around and just find screws from the structure that's disconcerting that's yeah, terrifying that's, yeah that's absolutely terrifying <laughs> um 
And M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we're going to try to kill you in this stadium. <laughs> M-O-U-S-E. But it was, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind. I mean, I thought the stadium was actually pretty nice, all considering um, the fact that it hasn't broken Falling apart, <laughs> like a, like a connect set. Um, but yeah, I just, it was pretty- I just don't understand how structurally the engineers in that state are just like, yeah, this you guys well, can't play, and it's known for being an engineering school. My cousin has an engineering degree from there. Eh, he's related to you. I question your cousin's. No, he's he's the, he's the smart one in the family. But we that's, all that's a we low all bar. got we all got compared to him. That's a low bar. It's kind of a low bar. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Like I, I, hope, just saying. I hope I hope he ends up listening to this and and knows that I was definitely poking fun at him. Had a great time down there to die. Uh, but in any case, let's talk about this Bengals Browns game. Ed, you got to watch way more than. Chad and I did as we were recording a podcast. Can I start off with a story? Yeah, sure. So, um, as I've talked about before, my neighbors and the reason that we're in this house that we're in, um, he's a childhood friend of mine and his wife is a Browns fan. So last night we were, uh, hanging out together in my driveway passing out Halloween candy to all the kids. And his wife is from Cleveland. She's delightful. Um, And she's a Browns fan. And going into last night, Browns fans were pretty down. They were terrible going into that game. Um, And and she's kind of like, like Eeyore, you know, we're just, we're just lining up to take our whipping from the Bengals that have started to play really well. And, you know, this is probably going to go poorly for the Browns. And I said, let me tell you something. Did you watch what happened to this Bengals offense when T. Higgins was hurt? Because they fell apart. And that was with Jamar Chase. With Jamar Chase. Take out one ingredient. It, it, it's almost like, um, you know, they talk about baking is like perfection. You have to put exactly one quarter cup of this and one teaspoon of that and one, you know, tablespoon of this. And if you don't get it right, your dessert is going to like suck. Fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to fall apart. That's the Bengals because this offense. If it's not the most talented offense in the NFL, it's a disaster. There's no in-between when they have all the pieces. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Hayden Hurst has been very good. Joe Mixon in games where they have all of the other weapons. They are as explosive as any offense you'll ever see. I.e. last week. But if you take one ingredient out the souffle the collapses it's the worst shit you ever ate you, you don't right? want like you don't want gordon ramsay trying that dessert it, it, it's and it goes back to unfortunately what we all know zach is not andy reed no. like 
Andy Reid, they took out Tyree Kill. And guess what? They once again have, if it's not the most dynamic offense in the NFL, it's absolutely at the top of the list. Even with Doodoo Smith-Schuster. Doodoo Smith. I mean, he's been great for them because he's playing for Andy Reid. He had, Did you he imagine? Had, he had like one good game. He hasn't been great. But but one you know game. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs I, haven't missed a beat without Tyree Kill. I think Kadarius Tony's probably a more important addition, but that's good up. for you. You're yeah. you're arguing semantics sure. to distract from my well, point. I guess I guess the other thing is we know how many holes this team has. We know that they're not deep in many places right now on this roster. And today was the trade deadline. And the Bengals remained stagnant. Yeah, I think the biggest problem there is there really was only one area you needed probably to make a trade. Corner. And that wasn't an area you needed to make a trade until 9 o'clock this morning. Like, it's really hard. Like, the teams that have been making trades have known, okay, this is an area of weakness. We need to, like, make something happen. The Bengals didn't know corner was an area of weak. Awuzie was the like the number two or three corner in the NFL. Yeah. So they He's weren't necessarily tremendous. Yeah, tremendous. They, weren't, they weren't necessarily in a mode where for like the last five or six days they've been working with other teams. Online. No, but today you had the opportunity, and I know. But I'm, what I'm saying is that's hard. It's easy for pull, us to, to say to pull it off in a day. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's easy for us to play Madden. And go like push three buttons and a trade is made. Yeah, that's not how that really works because you're gonna have to deal with cash considerations and salary cap and long term impact on and for a team that understands they have to pay Burrow, Higgins, Chase, like Bates if they decide. Well, they're not paying Bates. I don't think so either. But you are gonna have to play. Um. Uh, pay probably Bomb Bell. Clay, I think, what I are think you you're talking to. about. I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought I thought your mic actually sounded good. So, anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, Awuzie is out for the year. That's my whole point. We didn't know that until this morning, this afternoon, uh, early I'm, I'm afternoon. Sure, I'm sure they knew last. They night. They knew last night. Yeah, yeah. but like. Making a trade happen isn't as like it's not as easy as like just going into Madden and going into like the trade simulator. Well, and here's a question for you because it's only week what nine? No, week going going into week nine. It's week eight. Yeah. Week eight ended. We're going into week nine because they added a seventeenth game. We're not even halfway through the season. This sure. Wednesday, Wednesday would be halfway through the season, I guess. Yeah. Um. Do you think that the trade deadline needs to be pushed out a little further? And I only say um, this because there's so many teams that are still in contention without wanting to throw in the ta- I mean, if you look at the it's the 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 Colts division, the, the first place in the Colts division is three and five. Yeah, but I mean you're in the Ravens division. <laughs> right? I, well, look, and again, I I I strongly believe that they should have figured out a move somewhere, some way, somehow today. Yeah, but I, just I to show, like, just show that you're still in the mix. Like uh, I don't, I don't know that this team is built to withstand the long haul. And you're in a window, especially under Joe's 
contract year. Or That's not, like you not, trying to prove you have great hair by putting that that. I don't think those. I don't think those two are anything alike. But isn't uh, I think it, you just wanted to mention it again. That's fine. Isn't it fair to say that Jonah Williams hasn't been all that great this this whole year? He is playing with a dislocated patella. I did not know that. He dislocated his knee like two or three weeks ago. God knows where that that kneecap is in his leg right now. Anyway, I but don't know. It's not echoing for anybody else, so it might be a you problem. Am I echoing for you guys? It's, it, it just sounds like you're maybe in a bathroom. It's because you don't have anything in that room to. Yeah, it's because that room is empty. It's, you don't have anything that absorbs the sound in that room. It's it's fine. We do a podcast with the same mic setup every single week. Is that better? Am I better now? It's it's better. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It is what it is. Uh, but you're you're. I in... did not know he had a misplaced patella. That is. Yeah. That's okay. So that's on me. There's they they actually they have signs for it around town. Do they for his misplaced patella? I missed just, I missed the billboard. Just in, case, just in case anybody finds it. Have, have you seen me? <laughs> I think that's um, the name of this episode. So this, this, this place, Williams, like mis, misplaced. I don't think is the term there. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't know. I guess Mount Adams. You're just walking through Mount Adams, and there's signs for Jonah Williams misplaced patella. It, I, like it's walking down the street by itself. I know hey, you're playing Jonah Williams. I know they're playing for the long haul, but I feel like when you're in Joe Burrow's rookie contract window, you have to do everything that you can sure, to try but, and get there. But like, what I'm saying is, like, if the corner thing happened a week early, like, it literally the trade that shouldn't it shouldn't the trade deadline for consideration of the teams to play on Monday night shouldn't it be Wednesday of this week? Like, yeah. Like to have it happen Tuesday, you're you're putting a team that the, the Bengals went through hell. They played like shit. They got dominated, and the roster got wrecked. It's it's. I mean, that's the same argument that I would have as far as hiring a coach at the end of the season. I don't think you should be able to hire a coach until after the Super Bowl in the NFL. Like everyone should have to wait. You shouldn't be able to start that process before the teams. Yeah, but they're gonna cheat. Like teams are going to cheat, and yeah. then the day that it's allowed, then the, the, everybody will have their coach hired. Cool. You still wouldn't have to worry about all of the rest of their staff being put together and everything else. You could. I don't know. I think. I think. Yes, you would. Well, would I still, would, that would still happen. I still wouldn't know about it, and I'd sleep better. <laughs> and it's all about you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I don't know. It just seems that this is particularly early, especially this season with everybody. Like the, the NFL goes for parity. As much as they go for parity, there's so many teams that are on that that teeter totter between: Are we throwing in the towel, or do are we still playing to try and win? I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers made moves to try and. I, 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 wow! They just they. I guess the Chicago they, Bears. They, brought, they, they sold one of their best wide receivers and yeah. brought in William Jackson the third, who sucks. Oh, George Washington the third committed today, by the way. To who? That was Dayton? Fun. Michigan. Thought that he's was not fun. very good. I'm just saying. I watched um, him a but, bunch this summer. He's not very good. But I thought that I guess the Chicago Bears are maybe a better example of that because I don't think the Chicago Bears are good at all. They trade oh. away Rokon Smith. They trade for 
using the pick that they got for Roquan Smith, that second round pick. Um, and, but I don't know if they gave away their own. I believe they gave away their own and not the pick that they got from the Ravens, right? which they, is going to be they, later in the round. Yeah. Um, but, but they traded away the second round pick to get Chase Claypool, which doesn't make sense because you don't have a quarterback that I think is very good. Can we can we do this this this? Yeah. Go ahead and produce that. They didn't move on from Marvin Lewis. Well, oh, they for, yeah, for the, uh, yeah. For, for the people in the audio format only. If the Bengals miss a play, here's a question from uh, one of the guys in the chat. If the Bengals miss the playoffs, does that provide an opening to move on from Taylor? And would the Bengals even consider it? You have to find an offensive coordinator who demands to have the offensive play calling, period, end dot. Stop it with Zach Taylor. He's a great coach. I am not trying to take anything away from him being a head coach because I think he's built an incredible locker room, and I think that right now his roster's actually looking pretty good. The draft picks that he has made, I I don't think they've been bad. Well, I think that's, and I right. think that's the reason why this is like such a hard thing to eat is because – we do have a great team, and, and you know, we should be doing better than we're doing right now. Ed, your microphone's doing crazy things because half the time you're talking like over okay. away. Sorry, is that better? It, much better. All right, Way better. sorry. Um, I think that's one of the things that's hard to eat right now is we have the players out there. We this should be a this should be a good game for us. It should be a good season for us. We picked up, you know, offensive line during the during the off season and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and and it just feels like it feels like the Reds, right? <laughs> We're just kind of letting it go to waste. I don't think one of these things is no. like the other at all. Not anywhere close to the Reds, Ed. Mm. Nowhere close. I'm, I'm just telling you. I don't know. This you don't, the only way you can compare it to the Reds is if the Bengals went all in on Joe Burrow and then never put anything around him. I think the Green Bay they've Packers, done everything the, possible to build around Joe Burrow. The Green Bay Packers are a closer comparison to the Reds than the Bengals. As they've given him Okay, that's fair nothing. too. Yeah, they've given nothing. I think like where I think it's okay to be a little bit concerned about the Bengals is that they are already in this mode of having to be cognizant of what it's going to take to keep Joe in town and surrounded with weapons. And and what's interesting is the one trait that Zach hasn't carried over from his time, like with the with the Rams, the Rams don't give a shit. We will sell every draft pick we have. We will sell, like it doesn't matter. If we can go get a star. If we can go get like a big time name, we don't care how many first round picks it takes. We don't care how like how much draft capital, how much equity. We're gonna go out and get Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, Jared Goff. Like they they don't. The Rams care. were the Rams were there was a, a Brian Burns, I believe it is. They were offering two first round picks to the to the Panthers for a defensive end. I didn't like, know they had any first round picks. I didn't either, but I, I, how far out are we mortgaging these picks at this right. point? Like the, I mean, are we talking about Rams, 27, 28? The like, Rams are treating first round picks like NCAA football schedules. Uh we're, you get a first in 20 
2032 and 20 uh, a, a home game in 2035. They just they don't care. They, they don't care. They don't care. And I'm okay with like in football, especially, there are so few like sauce gardeners, for example. Sure. Where you draft them and they are immediately one of the High best impact players, players. Yeah. Right. in the at yeah. their position in the league. Like, right, exactly. It just a uh, uh, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Like there are so few of those guys. Like if I can go get one, go get him. Go get well, him. And think about the last couple of rebuilds the Bengals have done. They've been really lucky in their quarterback and wide receiver one combinations that they've went out and got. Yes. Sure. When you look when you look AJ at Green Dalton and AJ Green. Dalton, AJ Green and Dalton, even Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, like the, yeah. and Chris the Henry. Way that that's all worked out. But I don't know, man. I, I I would be I'd be okay with them mortgaging out the picks if it meant that they were in a win now with regards to Joe's rookie window. Because I I we're, I worry that the when they finally get this roster where they want it to be, we're already going to be gone. in a spot to have to extend Joe, and the roster is going to be hamstrung by a two hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed contract. If it's if the price isn't higher at that point because of the TV rights deal coming up, right? Oh yeah. Because at that point you're looking at potentially two seventy five, three hundred. Yeah. I don't know. So that game last night, I I had much bigger hopes for that game. I know we it was a prime did. time game, and, and I actually I actually was okay with that first turnover. I was uh, in touchdown. I was kind of like, all right, we'll get this one back. I, I'm I'm not stressing about this. But then when they couldn't when they couldn't turn it around, and AJ or uh, McPherson started missing field goals, I was like, uh, well, this isn't good. This well, is I not mean, that that play at the end of. The first half, like that, that series at the end of the first half was disastrous. Disastrous. Well, like if you cut it from from what it was to, you know, eight to eight to three, you've at least given yourself some momentum, right? Yeah. It was a six point swing. It was that little tip, yeah. that little tip interception. Well, no, it was the missed field goal, and then you let the other team go right. down and yeah, kick right. a field goal. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, six, that's six points right there because it would have been 8-3. Instead, it's 11-0. Yeah. that's And and you, you at least feel good going into halftime 8-3. Yeah. By comparison to 11-0 uh, in a place where – at this point, I think it's safe to say that Joe struggles playing Cleveland. Clay, I Clay, I completely disagree. Do you think the Rams would have been better off with draft picks over Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald? Really? Really? They don't care. Like, look, Clay, this They're is not-, not this is not baseball. This is the NFL where you can fudge contracts so much. Where you yeah, can, Tom Brady did it for years up in New England, where he was right, getting like, money for his private company instead. Look of at what Travis. Look at what Travis Kelsey just money. did. Travis oh, Kelsey oh. talked about it last week on New Heights. They're so going to pay me cash all now. my money today. All right, let's do this shit. 
Like, no, Clay, I don't like, I, I don't buy that at all because that's a baseball. You're talking from a baseball perspective. In the NFL, I don't care about the salary cap because the numbers can always be fudged. The numbers can always be worked out. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Glad you made Hi, it. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Missed everybody. You. How's, your, how's your truck? Not running right now. That's how my truck is. Awful. It is comparable because you're well, comparing Clay says and value. Clay says Sinclair-Link. different point in their team life cycle, not comparable. Bengals overachieving last year inflated the goals for this year. They're still ahead of schedule. I, I'm not arguing that they're still ahead of schedule. We're discussing trading draft picks for win now. Proven Guys. commodities. Yeah. I mean Looking at what you the, think the Bengals wouldn't be better with Rokon Smith? Look at look at what the Dolphins have done. My God, right. adding Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill, and uh, who's the third guy that all came from the uh, Trey Lance picks? There was there was a third. Yeah, they, Hi, they they went out. They made a bold move that got them a bunch of draft picks, and then they sold all of those draft picks for proven NFL commodities this Dale is Martin not might have been the third this this is not like like in baseball draft picks take five years to get to make the major leagues in the nfl your, your draft picks are expected to perform right away or they move to the back of your roster they get cycled out and they're gone like there there have been trades for for legit Pro Bowl quality NFL players that net like a fifth round draft pick. I just don't think it's the same, Clay. Like, I, you know, if you want to come on and argue, come on and argue. We'll argue until the cows come home. But this well, is and, the Jeff, Ed, and Aaron show, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna bow out. Knowing knowing that that you had Jamar Chase with a fract- uh, hairline fractured hip. Yeah. You should have probably gone out and gotten a receiver because Michael Thomas is not good. Michael Thomas is not good. Clay wants to fist fight. We'll fist fight. That's fine. Come I on, Clay. Pay, we don't I have to settle everything with a fist fight. Pay to watch that. Not everything has to be settled with a fist my, fight. My dogs fucked me up last night, Clay. My thumb is all like fucked up. Like, yeah. Make make so, sure that make sure that we stream that so uh we can monetize it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bearcat Journal, rough and rough. Dog. Put me in the, the lobby. I'm out. I'm good. You guys you guys do your thing. Bye, Chad. Thanks Bye, for Chad. thanks for filling thanks in. For, thanks for yeah. being me for a little bit. Thanks, I'm, Chad. I'm here, for you. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, home run, Philly. How wild is that? That's Kyle Schwarber. That guy's from Middletown, if you guys didn't know. So what have we touched on so that I don't? We we, we talked a little. We, we talked a little bit about the trade deadline, um, and we talked about that first the, the the last drive of the first half, and uh, mentioned I mentioned that I think Cleveland has Joe Burrow's number. Like I think I think he struggles against Cleveland at this point. I think that that's where I'm at. Um, I think I think divisional games though, especially in the NFL, are tough. Period. Obviously, when a garbage Steelers team beat us week one and now you've gone to you, you've gone to 
Baltimore. You've gone to Cleveland. Pittsburgh, was that in Pittsburgh or was that at home? It was, it was a home. home. Yeah. We have to um, two so you've, you've gone, you, but you're 0-3 in the division. And I, <laughs> this team is so Jekyll and Hyde. It doesn't make sense. So we talked about on previous iterations of this show, um, once they started 0-2, yeah, we we wanted to see them going into uh, into the the bye week. You know, obviously seven and two at that point was the uh, was like the the, the ceiling because they couldn't win any more than their next seven games before the bye week. But we said that we would pro- we could probably settle at six and three, and that five and four would be right where you're like. Some alarm bells. Scratch your head. Wonder what the hell's going on. And four, unless there would be some serious alarm bells, and potentially earlier. Uh, So we've got some alarm bells. Yeah. Uh, And I, I I think a lot of people saw it on Twitter last night. And Twitter's (laughs) a place that can turn into a a lot of like a lot of stupidity. I can't. I can't wait to be verified for eight dollars a month. (laughs) I think. Can't wait. I think that. Yesterday, there there was actually a lot more. While some people might call it overreaction, I thought it was there was a lot of level-headed realization of what is going on with this team right now. That was spread around Twitter. What was that? Because I must have missed that. Well, the funny what? thing is, there there's so many people who are. If you say a bad word about the Bengals, on I'm so Twitter, tired. Of, I'm so tired of that. You're not a fan. Oh well, my god! Bengals fans telling people they're not Bengals fans is the worst, is the most toxic thing that happens on Twitter. As a matter of fact, a matter of fact, I'm gonna. Is that another home run? Okay, Damn, that's. Ed. Anyways, you were, you were really on a good roll. I'm gonna send. <laughs> I'm gonna send Elon Musk an email myself and ask him to ban all Bengals fans that shit on Bengals fans. All right, Ed. And get rid of spaces. You won't. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think I'll it's one of those right things. Now. Like, obviously, like we've said it about Bearcats fans. We've said it about you know Reds fans, and now now it's it's kind of rearing its head again with Bengals fans about like you can't tell somebody how to fan, right? And, and I've been just about every kind of fan that there is, like. Over, it's so funny like, to have seen your progression through like, fandom over the last several years. Like over, overexcited. Like this team is always, you know, there's always hope to like, you know, just being flat out like this team sucks. Like I don't want any part of this team, but you know, I've always been a fan, so I'm always going to be a fan. But, like now, it, it's like during the course of the game and i may have tweeted this out like i i think i did because i tagged dave in it uh dave and i, I talk about it dave and i talk about it on the brunch like i'm not gonna let the performance of individuals on a field like affect my emotion like my emotions to the point where it like ruins my day like the four hours or three hours or whatever it is of, of game time yes and i'll and i'll have some like pretty crazy emotional swings during Agreed. games while I'm watching it. And I, and I think a lot of people do. Sure. Um, and Twitter obviously like puts a magnifying glass on that and social media in general, because it 
you you can you can put your thoughts out immediately as you're having them um and i give props to people that don't go back and and delete their you know immediate thoughts uh, that that pop up or whatever and, and then ed has receipts <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is but I, I thought yesterday that you know there were a lot of people who were kind of coming to this realization that like it's I think some people thought that maybe this team was going to like walk back to the Super Bowl or, you know, walk through the season and be 17 and 0. Um and there there were some issues last year with, you know, the offensive line and they bring these guys in, some of them aren't performing to the the level we thought maybe they could or that the team isn't performing to the level we thought that they could. Um and some of that has to do with a lot of us have pinpointed it to Zach Taylor and play calling. He said it's a collective effort of play calling. To me, it's wild that an NFL group of coaches can't put together a scheme with the players that we have that's more effective than what they've been able to produce so far this year sure. consistently. Uh, we've seen flashes, obviously, uh, of a team that looks unbeatable. And then flashes of a team that looks like they might deserve to go 0-17. Like I said, it's a Jekyll and Hyde team. I don't understand what's going on. And it's it's bothersome because, I mean, I still go back to that Baltimore game, which still doesn't make any sense to me that that Baltimore game, we averaged less than four yards per play, which we don't do they didn't take the long shots this team or this this game was you guys watched it more than i did no, i was I think, uh, also podcasting well, you're podcasting what was going on so i watched right. the first i watched the first half and then i was so frustrated with the way things were going that i came in here out. Uh, I came into here, I put the game on my phone, so it was on a small screen, uh, but I was playing Call of Duty. I needed to get some frustration out. Call of Duty 2? Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. As, 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 talk about it later. Put it, in, put it in the lightning round. Put in the word, yeah. Um, were, I don't know, like, were you able to see, was it, was it the defense? Like, again, I didn't get it, like, the feel for the game as I was being pulled in a lot of different directions on the podcast. Was it the defense? Because obviously you have some injuries there as you're missing DJ Reader, you're missing Logan Wilson. You're but DJ now down. Been gone. DJ Reader's been gone for a minute. Agreed. Uh, you're, but you're now down Chidobia Wuzier, who left the game and is out for the season now. Um, you also have Trey, Trey Hendrickson, who is injured every week, but is apparently like, just a monster. Broke. Uh, no, just playing video games, Clay. Um, and now he totally took out. Uh, oh, apparently Hendrickson like snapped his finger in half yesterday, and then and then went back into. Then then went back into the game. Ed's beard looks like a ginger kiss snow cone. <laughs> well played. I was just yes. on a call today at work, and I said, and I said, I think I need a, some just for men for my beard before we go on our. Before I go on our, our team meeting. I mean, I, I thought early on that the defense looked much like 
much like the defense that we're that we're used to seeing so far this year. I thought they looked um, good. Like I had a sick feeling right from our first drive. When, Nick Chubb is really good. Well, yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb really is really good. good. But like I, I, I had a sick feeling from like the first drive when they they're moving the ball down the field, and then it gets like pinballed around, and we end up with you know the Browns end up with an interception. Right? But I, so I was like, mentioned. I'm like I'll, thinking. Go ahead. I was saying before you came on that I actually I didn't feel. I didn't. I didn't feel any panic after that. Like I felt like okay, all right, fine. Uh, this is going to happen to us eventually at this game. Let's get it out of the way. I actually, I still had hope and I still had a lot of confidence in the team right after that happened. So we I, we had two different feelings there. So here here's an observation I have aside from the game. the The games that the Bengals have struggled and lost in are against the Steelers, the Cowboys. The Ravens and now the Browns. And you're looking at all of those teams having an incredible rusher from the edge. Um, maybe the Ravens don't have an incredible rusher, but the Ravens always have a stout defense. But you're looking at Micah Parsons, you're looking at TJ Watt, and you're looking at Miles Garrett. Miles Gear is a scary individual. Nate, I mean, the fact that he created a Vecna from I'm, Stranger Things that had captured Joe Burrow in his front yard is a little strange. The hell is a Vecna? It's from well, if you watch Stranger, Stranger Things. Things, you would know. I, yeah, why would I watch Stranger Things? Because um, most people do, because it's largely based geared towards people who were born in the 80s. Low deck, married at first sight. That's where I'm at on this. I am embarrassed to know you. Renovation Island. I hate you. Um, you don't. I know I don't. Back back to my original point about that interception giving me like a little bit of a sick feeling. Um, because it was like one of those things where like that that's what would happen in a game like this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, I was lying. Jeff has a grim facial hair, the backwards hat, scruffy beard, triumvirate is now complete. Hell, Aaron, he has bonus hair on his headset. Excellent. No problem, Steve. Just for you. <laughs> but then, then, we have a, then we block a field goal. Right? I was happy about that. Yeah. You block a field goal and you're like, okay, like this, this could be where we want to go. And then you end up with a 23 yard punt on the next series by Kevin Huber. Is it time to cut ties? Can we? Can we? I know I that I. I know that I love more than anything to run around Twitter like a crazy person on Sundays, hashtagging the shit out of all of the Bearcats in the NFL. I don't want Kevin Huber to any longer be a Bearcat in the NFL. Yeah, because think, if I hashtag I his, anything regarding him, it's bad. I think his best role in the NFL may be as like a punt coach, some kind of special teams sure, coach. Sure. Um. I think it it might be time to say like, time to hang him up. Here, let, let's hang the cleats up. Because uh, I think he what did he, he averaged like twenty eight yards a punt or something crazy yesterday. It was like terrible. horrendous. Um, I got I got the box score pulled up. I'll let you know. And and I I mean, I, this is by no means an excuse for the loss of the game because like they they got taken behind the woodshed. Um, but thirty six point eight. Okay. 
on right. four punts. So, His long was 51, so that, that brought the average way up. Way up. Uh, Aaron's brought this point up before. Uh, why do we have, like, officials and umpires and whatever other referees and, and things of that nature that are geriatric and I, I feel can't follow what's going on on the field uh, regularly? There was a field hold, court pitch. I think it was, like, third and four, third and five. Uh Brissett drops back. Von Bell is like a free runner at him from the edge. Him and Hendrickson. And both of them got put in headlocks. And just, I mean, it was just flat out holding. I, I was yelling at the TV. And then he completes. A, let's see if it's over here. I don't know. It was a. It might have been a little further down. Is that the bomb to Amari Cooper down the right uh, side of the field? Yeah. And I don't know if. I don't know if it was right before they scored the field goal at the end or if it was on their touchdown when they third and four. Yep, Amari Cooper, 18 yards. Nailed it. That's what it was. And I was like, oh, that's coming back. There were two, like, outrageously obvious holds. If I can see it on the TV. Hendrickson gets held every single play. Every play. Every play. and, And sometimes I can, like, look past some of those only because like they'll happen kind of quick. They're not like sustained holds necessarily. Um, and, and the play, whatever they're still missed calls, but stuff that happens within the line or on the edge of the line sometimes isn't as visible. And I get that. Well, I think Depending I saw on... a tweet. I think I saw a tweet from Michael Parsons yesterday, last night to the, today where he said that the referee told him that if he's getting held, but it's on the other side of the field, they're not calling. Well, my 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 only complaint with this was... That's... that's if a referee is telling you that, that's shit. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson was six, eight feet in front of Brissett being held, and Von Bell still almost got his hand on him, but he was in, like, a rear naked choke. So <laughs> how is he supposed to... Yeah, like you've those those are things that impact the game, right? So then they get down to the eight yard line on that on a third down play that very well could have gotten them off the field or at least forced a field goal. Maybe that changes the complexion at that point. Obviously, by the end of the game, I don't. I mean, that doesn't really probably weigh in very heavily on on what happened. Uh, but th- those kinds of things that pass interference that, that happens when you, you're shoving guys down or you're pulling guys jerseys like these things need to be called and this is not just a problem in this game it is a problem across the NFL um, I, it's irritating to watch well not to mention the referee who said the penalty on the Seattle Mariners uh, oh yeah coaching of, staff this weekend like don't even right. know where they're at half the time apparently well, that's Jerome Boger and he's Probably the worst official in the NFL. So anyway, so you've got that. But like I said, the the Browns flat took it to the Bengals. Uh, they deserved to win that game. They did what they had to do, and the Bengals did not. They didn't show up. Uh, I saw a tweet today that they must have gone as the 2019 Bengals for Halloween, and that's why this happened. <laughs> at the end of the, <clears throat> at the end of the day the Bengals have got to put this behind them and find a way to win 
the next game against the Panthers this coming weekend. You cannot lose to the Panthers. You've got to be five and four now going into the into the bye. You're not totally dead in the water, but you are certainly nowhere near the driver's seat. And they've got to go into the bye week and figure something out. I guess the, the good news of the season. The good news right now is Baltimore's only at five and three. So you're still feeling decent about what's happening. You're 0-3 in the division. Correct. You are. But division record doesn't matter as far as getting into the playoffs. Okay. You're 0-3 in the division, and you are as far from Buffalo and Kansas City as humanly possible. I still take the fact that we have beaten the Chiefs the last Maybe you're not the Raiders. Maybe you're not the Raiders. Who? Or or the Titans. Both of those have kind of falling apart completely, but Aaron, you can't watch a Bills or a Chiefs game and say this team is in the same echelon as those teams. Think about this, though. I mean, as you're looking around... Yeah, I'm thinking about it. As you're looking around the conference, though, I mean, you got the Jets and the Dolphins, teams that the Bengals beat both of them sitting at 5-3. I'm talking about the Bills and the the, Chiefs. The Bills are head and shoulders above everybody right now. They're, They're... you have to beat them to go to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, on the other hand, are five and two. They just had their bye week, and we beat them twice. We beat them twice. This team did not beat them twice. This team. This did team not. didn't beat it. But we beat what I consider to be a better Chiefs team last year. Twice. Yeah, well, they have Andy Reid. Well, we'll have DJ Reader and Logan Wilson back at that point. Uh, they have Andy Reid. We'll have Jamar Chase back at that. But they had Andy Reid last year, and we beat him twice. I don't care. Get out of here. Do you really get think out, we're going to have Jamar Chase? Get out of here. Do you really think we're going to have Jamar Chase back by by then? They didn't put him on IR. I, I feel like that's a little – oh, bye, Chad. Uh, I feel like it's a, a little wishful thinking on their part. I don't know. That's 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 about five and a half weeks. What did that doctor say? They that's said four to six. If they were going to put him on IR, it would have been four weeks. And they so chose not at, to put him on IR. Yes. You've got the Panthers this weekend. And obviously now like it, it's in obviously like pretty much you can lose one or two games between now and the end of the season. That's how I look at it. Mm. I don't think you can lose more than two more games. And you've got the Panthers. Not if you want to not if you want to win the conference, no. Well, you've got the Panthers. If you want to if you want to if you want to make if you want to make the Wild card? I think you can afford more. No, maybe not. Fuck. You're at four and four. So you lose. Yeah. If you lose three more, then you your record you you'll end up at ten and seven. Again, though, I guess the oh great great time for you to reset ESPN app. I hate you. Um, we had the Panthers at home. Hopefully, then we can go into the bye week. Hopefully, coming out of the bye week, maybe we get DJ Reader back. You should, like Logan I, I, Wilson? I, I'm assuming. I thought Logan Wilson was already back. Did he get hurt yesterday again? I, I, I didn't get to watch. No, he was in. He was in yesterday. Hundred percent of the snaps, Logan Wilson. Every snap. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. again, I was busy. I'm sorry. Thank you, Chad. Chad, thank you. Okay, that's it. I was too. I, I was on the same podcast. I had to do all the cut and paste for the the mailbag. Trying to get a word in edgewise 
that's that's a whole different mindset I get between you and Brent and Ryan. I was on campus all day talking to Luke, Wes, watching practice all day for both programs. I told you I tried not to think about the Bengals today. Chat, chat, just try being just try being Aaron one day. It's 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 hard. It's hard. I, I was full time dad all day. Feeding I, Oh, two poopy man. diapers. We haven't had two poopy diaper day ever. That was a, that was a first. Yesterday she shit up to her neck, and I had to bathe her. Yeah, I, 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 I threw away yeah. the the onesie and Jeff truck broke out. He's still here. Yeah, Jeff's still here. I'm, I'm I've That's been so. here the whole time. I'm not saying I just excuses are like assholes, Aaron. Everybody has one. Everybody yeah. has one. Some excuses are dirtier than others. So, Panthers this weekend at home. You have to win that game. No excuses. Bye week. Get DJ Reader back. Maybe somewhere between now and then they pick up another cornerback or a wide receiver. How? Off the off the oh, okay. out of somebody's you know mm. waiver wire heap. Seattle cut a, a corner that started uh, for J- them all year JC, last year. JC Jones, is that what his name is? J- I don't know. Yeah. Seattle. I saw he Seattle was cut round. Round. He was, an, he and was I, a former I, second round pick. I don't know if anyone has talked about a, that yet, but that seems like the exact guy that the Bengals would go after. A guy who started all year last year, but hasn't because rookies Tariq and, and Kobe have been starting for Seattle. That looks to be a guy that you would – to see the Bengals throwing a streamer at, but then, but then we're at the Steelers, and they just took away another. Uh, they just took away one of the only weapons that I don't know. Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. I don't know who's their quarterback anymore, but they took away one of their weapons. Kenny Pickett, isn't it? Uh, Chase Claypool's gone. Uh, so you're at the Steelers. There, obviously, the division game. Like, who knows? What's Najee happen. Harris is is Trent uh, Richardson version two point that about, sucks because he's, he's on Parker's fantasy team. He's about Oops. as good as Joe Mixon's been this Never year. Never drafted Steeler. He also drafted Tom Brady in the first round. Never then we're at the Titans, who I guess I guess Tannehill is maybe seeing his last snap, and it's like Malik Willis time there. Maybe uh, I, think, I don't know. He, I didn't think do, he, he didn't do great. He was like was, he he threw ten passes. Yeah, not great. Uh, then you have the Chiefs coming here. There's, like I said, there's still some time to build momentum, to get some dubs. I agree. That's You got one, bye week, two, three games. So three games in a bye week, that's four weeks plus this week. Is, that is, tomorrow's out, maybe. Is this your dad, Jeff? It is. All right. Well, I didn't know you were a junior, so there's yeah. that. You didn't know but, that? And no, he doesn't He doesn't advertise. So that's um, a that's a Sunday night. Yep, so it's a primetime road game in the division again. Love, love that. Is he gonna get flexed on on the road? It's a it's an eight twenty game. I mean, I guess I don't know if it it's late enough flexed. in the season to be flexed. I mean, that's week it's December fourth. I wish it would ten week ten. God, I hate primetime games I, you, because you're the only game everyone's watching. You're the only game on. Plenty of money riding on it, and this Cincinnati always shits the bed in prime time. But you've got. You've got like the games that you're looking at that you're January probably gonna lose. Oh, sorry. You've got you got the Chiefs here. I'm just gonna say it now. Like you're probably gonna lose that game. Uh you've got the Bills here, a, another primetime game. 
Yep. Probably that's an L. So then you can lose either to the Ravens. Like then you then you've got Ravens here. At the Buccaneers, at the Patriots, and the Browns here. So pick one of those for an L. It goes six and three over the end. Don't tell me what to do. Which puts you at ten and seven. And maybe gives you maybe at that point get gets you in as a wild card. All right. Maybe. You forgot to uncheck the loop, Aaron, when you started the podcast tonight. I don't I didn't forget anything. I don't produce this show. Jeez. Anyway. All right. So the Bearcats, they also lost this weekend because it was an awesome weekend. <laughs> we don't really need to talk too much about it, do we? Steven says, please take that sound and throw it away. Steven, it was he, it was turning on 30%. And also he, he's yelling in all caps. Also, um, I I I did I asked to take that sound away last week, but Aaron said to keep it. So did Jeff. The Bearcats. Ed? Since you uh, didn't have a soccer tournament. No, I did have a soccer tournament. We talked about this. I had receipts. Um, and I did have I did have coverage. Um, but in between, watch, I watched maybe 30% of the game. Well, I was I didn't, well, you didn't really miss much. And I, I was going to watch it, you know, rewatch it yesterday, but then, you know. I was you. there. Um and it didn't look good. I know I know Chad hasn't liked this take. But I still think that the defense was completely gassed at the end of the game. It was 80 roughly 85 degrees at kickoff, which was a feels like at 90 degrees. Um, I, I think somebody hit me in my mention saying that Cincinnati possessed the ball for seven and a half minutes in the second half, seven and a half minutes in the second half. Yeah. I, I don't know how the defense isn't supposed to be gassed at that point. It is also on the defense to get off the field so that they're not gassed. That is their responsibility as well, Aaron. Here. I would say that that's true. I, I actually side with Aaron because I brought this up. The offense cannot continue to go. I agree. Out. Three and out. I made that point. They went three and out the first two drives of the first half. They went three and out the first two drives of the second half. But they are terrible over the past month on third down. You know how you go I, to the either side, side of the ball. It doesn't matter what side of the ball. But I'm talking specifically, we're talking defense. You know how you go to the sideline and get a breather? You get off the field. You know also how you stay out there for too long? The last two drives by UCF, they only had one third down in those drives. The defense did the defense didn't stop anybody from anything. Well, that's also at the end of the game. When they're that's tired. where we're saying that's where we're saying the problem arises okay, because now but, they've been on the field, they've been on the field so much. So, because so Jeff, it's okay doing... with you that the defense allowed first downs 
it's on not. first and second down? Every fucking play? It's not okay. Every play, Jeff. Every play. A, first and second down was a first but, down. But this goes back to the offense being shit for three quarters. And, and, and the defense wasn't much better. The only reason that that wasn't a 40-point game was because they forced one fumble in the red zone. Because the defense kept them in the game. And they forced one fumble, football on a helmet, and uh, helmet on a football, mm-hmm. and then they just missed a mesh point, and Cincinnati recovered. I'm, That's okay. you're giving UC's defense the credit for that, Aaron. I'm giving them a little credit yeah. on the. Uh, they still I'm had to recover credit, it. I'm giving them credit on the on the force fumble with Threats helmet. I'm giving them credit. It was it was Van Fossen. At the end of the first half, yes. they. They would see they, they should. credit it to Van Fossen, but when I was watching it, it was Threat's helmet that went in, and Van Fossen's hand was coming in from the side. Okay, whatever. Who cares? But right, they but, forced the fumble. The second one was a mesh point. I gave it? Eric Phillips a huge you amount did. of credit because he tackled the running back and then and kept it, him from getting back yeah. on the ball. But well, I don't know that there's anybody that goes one on one with Corleone and wins that diving battle. But anywhere, right. Phillips made but, a great play. The defense is also culpable they for are. not getting off the field. The the right. time of possession. The only argument I'm making here. The only argument I'm making here is the fact that I think that this game is more on the offense than the defense. The end. And I thought. Yeah, but, uh, but we're not we're not faulting to do that. It's not faulting the defense at all for giving up another fifty percent on third downs, and right. not and being able to get third down defense is atrocious. Get off the field, Aaron. You know how you limit. You know how you get over to the sideline and drink some water. The the two oh, drives, the try, the two drives that you're complaining about, though, were at the end of the game when the, when UCF had possessed the ball for thirty. Do you really se- want me to go back and complain about the entire game where the defense couldn't get off the field? My problem with the defense was I thought that they had just a, a horrible game plan because and, and Dave and I talked about it on Sunday. It was like the softest coverage I've ever seen. No, Once John one Rice... spot. It's one spot. And they've always played soft coverage at the field corner. They've but always once... played soft coverage on the field corner. And it helped out Mikey Keene, who hasn't played since last year, make easy. They're giving him eight yards a pass. They've given that up every play for four years. And it exacerbated itself and reared its ugly head, and they got exposed for it on Saturday. Okay, but national that's cha- national championship coaches will do defense. that. I just I just thought it was a, a bad game plan to to continue to do it that way. I mean, I that's that's who like that's how this defensive plays. They press on the boundary. They play off on the field. They press at times in the slot. They actually didn't play. A nickel corner for most of the game. They played three safeties. Yeah. I don't know it, if if Ben doesn't overthrow like four or five passes. If there aren't four like, five four or drops. five drops, yeah, yeah. Again, that's, that's what's where, killing them in early in each half. But but that's where I am at with both. That I'm placing more blame on the offense than on the defense because again, but the defense. You're talking about, hey, guess what they did the but, last two years, Aaron. But you're guess talking about did. the last. They you're talking about the. the Oh, but you're talking down. about the last two drives of the game that resulted in touchdowns. No, I'm and... talking about the last three years of evidence. When the offense put them in bad positions, the defense got off the field and gave the ball back to the offense. They're not doing it. 
again, I think that the defense kept them in the game until the last two drives as Cincinnati had. But you're ignoring empirical evidence that the defense is culpable but I'm, why I'm, they had to stay on the field. I'm also making the argument for 22 minutes time of possession versus 37 minutes. And if it really was seven because and a half, eight minutes of, of the possession in the second half, that's what do you do with that? That's get off the field when you're the defense on third down, get a stop. Or you're just tired and can't get off yeah. the field because it's, the offensive's left you in that position. Fault. Yes. It is on the, the offense not being able to sustain drives. That is absolutely a factor. But we are because that is the, the low-hanging fruit, we ignore the fact that this defense can't get off the field. Am I wrong in saying that? Tell me I'm wrong in saying that so I know where you stand. On those last two drives, you're absolutely correct. On every, like, on every successful UCF drive in the game. That's how successful UCF drives didn't go. get short fields. You know how many turnovers UC had? Offense? I mean, that's sure. Yeah. He was overthrowing the person who was trying to catch the ball and the defender on him. You're you're being disingenuous. 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 And talking about this. Disingenuous and talking about this. If, if the defense wants to get over to the bench and have some water, get a stop on third down. Aaron, those last two drives did not involve anything that I'm saying because the second to last drive, they had one third down. The last drive, zero, zero. Not a single fucking third down. How does that not say scream a defense that's gassed, that's tired? It's their job to get off the field. That's your job. But it's like your job was to talk to Brent about doing the podcast on Sunday night, and you just didn't do it. But because of the way the game what's, went. What's your job to talk to Brent about doing the podcast on Sunday night? I don't I don't know. Did what you do doing. your job? I don't I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> We're having fun. Clay would like to know if we'd like to talk about NFL trade deadlines again. <laughs> if we're going to do this, we're going to have fun doing it. Yes, there's culpability on the offense for not being able to get moving and and produce more. We, this was the main thing we talked about last week going into the UCF game. Three and outs are deadly. Four play drives are deadly. This offense needs to have more seven-play, 40-yard drives where they punt and the opponent takes over at the 12-yard line. They're not doing that well enough, and that puts stress on the defense. But it is also the defense's job to go out there and get off the field, and they're not doing that. Aaron, go. I'd actually like to see the actual number of times that the opposing team has run 85 or more plays in a game against the Cincinnati defense. That's on the defense. That's on the defense to get, you can't continue to let the opponent run 
85, 90. The Indiana offense ran a hundred plays. You can't run plays. You can't run that many plays if the offense is actually doing something. Okay, but you're only blaming one side, you fucking idiot. You're not allowing the conversation to be expanded to it is also the defense's fault. Right? You have decided it is only the offense's fault. The defense has no culpability and that their third down percentage is one of the worst in the nation. Okay. That's not on the defense. We're we're not going to see eye to eye on this. Because you're not being rational. I am blaming the offense and also the defense. You are only blaming the offense. That and I'm I'm at fault for that in your mind. I'm at fault for that. <laughs> Jeff, am I wrong here? Is there not some culpability on the defense to get off the field? What I was gonna get at at the end of agreeing with Aaron that I thought the defense was gassed at the end, and that's what they caused... might have been like that's fair. Okay. I think that's and fair. That's what caused two two drives that we are that are very but, but unlike a, a Cincinnati defense to give fact. up. I will never excuse However, the fact that they couldn't get they couldn't stop on first down it, or second down, Jeff. Le- leading up to that, it okay from the beginning of the game it is right, but then like at some point. You have to say, like, they need a little help on their side, but they it, it, that's why it's a team game and why you always hear Luke say, like, you've got to have all you want to yeah. play, like, complimentary football, well, right? So, but, like, the offense has to drive. Drives, Jeff. There were two drives that got inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. That they made one play, getting a hat on a football and forcing a fumble, and then another play where UCF messed, messed up a mesh point those drives were inside the 10 yard line. They weren't those those weren't drives that that there were fumbles at the 50. I, the UC defense, they gave up 500 plus yards. 500 plus yards. Uh, and, 250 and, rushing yards again. And 140 or 150 of those yards came on those last two drives. So even if you take that out, they've Get given up 350. No, I agree. But they needed to get stops earlier. The offense took the lead twice in the fourth quarter. Twice in the fourth quarter, they took the lead. In the first half. They took the lead. I agree. Winning winning drives in the fourth quarter of a game, you had no business being in the lead. No business being in the lead. They took the lead twice in the fourth quarter. And they lost it twice. Okay, in the first half. They forced uh, a, a three and out. Well, okay, a four and out on on UCF. Are you this drive. vehement about defending the Bengals for the how shit they are in the first half? But you you think I'm like just like fully blaming the offense, and I'm not. Aaron is. But what I'm saying, Aaron is, is. I'm saying the defense started the game by forcing a, a four and out. So they get a yeah. first down, then they get a, a punt. Right, and then the offense turns around and is a three and out. Then the defense gives up seven plays, fifty-three yards, and a field goal, which that's like half a win, right? You kind of got off the field a little yeah. bit. They, but you they gave got up down points, to what, the ten, but you gave up points. And then 
UC's offense goes three and out, and then UC's defense goes up a touchdown. And so that's on the defense because that's early in the game. You can't say you're tired. Right. I've said they have to find more consistency. And then they went back and forth early in each half. I asked Luke. gets a field goal. I asked Luke about it. I asked fucking uh, Ryan Montgomery about it. Like anybody I can ask, I asked them about why is this team struggling early in halves to find rhythm. And he said, and Luke said, they're still trying to figure out who they are. We're in we're in week eight, week nine. I know, but I'm that's what Luke said. I I mean, he said they're still trying. But my point being, this is it's like I'm not saying this is all on the offense. But I'm saying that when you come down to the crunch time at the end of the game, it is it is helpful. It's to nut check time for that defense is. to get You're a right. stop. If they got one stop in the final two drives, they win. They win. They win. You're right. They win. And if and if the offense scores on any of the three and outs all the way through the first half of the game. If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. You're right. And if the defense got to stop on the last two drives, then they would have won. And if the right. offense would have scored, they would have won. My entire point is there is equal blame it is, to lay. I agree with Aaron, that. Aaron wants to lay the entire blame on the offense. The okay. defense was exhausted. It's the offense's fault. Mainly because he's an Evan Prater truther, and he's just trying to, like, he, this just, is what he's trying, trying to, to do. He's trying to, like, shit on Ben Bryant. Like, 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 um, um, and he's, I knew that would get him back. I knew that would get him back. That's not even it. <laughs> I know, Aaron. I just knew how to get you back on the screen. There is equal culpability because they are not, I've written about it three weeks in a row. They are not playing complimentary football. They are playing desperation football, right? They're, Where they're, they've been playing with side. They, They've been playing with desperately fire. Desperately save the other side. And they've then been playing with the fire other side. The tries to desperately say like they're not in sync. They're not in rhythm. They're not for eight weeks. Yeah, for eight weeks they've played with fire. Yeah, and they got burned. Yeah, the, absolutely. The the, the, the the game against Arkansas. But the reason was... is not specifically and solely because the defense was tired and couldn't hold a lead twice at the end of that game. Uh, and my thing is, like, I, I don't blame it totally on the fact that they're tired because I think, like I said, I thought that they, I, I am not a fan of the three-three-five, and I know that that's what they play and that's what they have run and that's what they're going to keep doing. Jeff, they are not going to magically on, come out and change that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold go on, ahead. Hold on, go, hold on, yep, hold on. Yep, yep, yep. Three-man front. The problem is with the three-man front. Yes. The greatest dynasty in the NFL ever. How many down linemen did the New England Patriots play with? I have no idea. They I'm, played a three. I'm guessing front. you're going to say it's a three man front because the the, the Pittsburgh gonna... Steelers, the second winningest team in the history of the NFL in terms of championships, okay. what did they play with? A three man front. No it has nothing to do with how many defensive linemen you have. Now, the Bearcats were in deep shit on Saturday because Malik Van, fifth year senior, is right. out for the year. And Jabari Taylor, six-year senior, was also out also for that out. game. It did, you could play a seven-man front. And if your two stalwarts on the end were not in the game, you're in big trouble. Now, does that probably help, like, in October of next year? 
because all these guys are getting experience more meaningful they reps, reps and like probably yeah. yeah but where it destroyed them was on saturday when they didn't have malik van and they didn't have jabari taylor well i mean they haven't because, had malik van for weeks well yeah but there's nobody behind malik van that's malik van well i get that i mean you that's like saying are you gonna you know, you're not gonna go replace jadobia and like that but the point being Maybe by next year, Eric Phillips is ready for that role. But right now, he was he was ready to be Malik Van's backup. Justin Watley was ready to be Jabari Taylor's backup. So what if like that's where the Bengals last year benefited from incredible health. The Bearcats last year benefited from incredible health. Neither of those teams is getting that advantage this year and when you're you know luke talks about one a's and one b's right you know what's a problem when you have one a's and one b's and your twos become the one b's because they're not ready for it yet so it's not that eric phillips and 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 justin watley aren't ready it's that the guys behind them aren't ready. And when you're allowing 85, 90, 100 snaps a game, you can't leave Eric Phillips and Justin Watley, who were supposed to be 1Bs, on the field for 70, 75, 80 snaps. Okay, so I, like th this is me attempting to learn something here. When they, when they play Navy, when they play... A, any of these triple option or heavy run teams, yeah, they they go to a to to four. They play four down linemen on a more regular basis because they those teams don't use three receivers, so you don't have to put a nickel on the field because they don't have a third receiver in the game. So now you can use an extra defensive lineman because you don't have to defend the nickel. Okay. Does that make My, sense? It does. It does. Okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm, this is me. No, learning. you're asking. I'm trying to make sure I explain it right. That that makes sense. My question being, if, if they are doing that there and they're getting hit for essentially five yards a carry like here, right? Like they, they let them throw the ball everywhere because Mikey Keene averaged almost nine yards a throw. Yeah, because the entire, like, this is where it gets, this is I where know, I like think. Wrenches the, get thrown I, in? Let me, let me, let me, uh, I, I think this is where, when you have a team like last year, that basically everybody had been playing together for three or four years, right? So mm -hmm. they have experienced everything, Right. So when a change happens, you've already gone through all those plans and playbooks and whatever. For John Rice Plumley, if you paid attention, there was a schematic change, very specifically to UC's defense. They took the nickel corner off the field and added a third safety mm -hmm. in order to stop what UCF was doing in the run game with 
John Rice Plumley when he was a quarterback. When Plumley went out and Keene came in, they didn't have the depth and experience to say, okay. The change on the fly. Jo- Mikey Keene is not going to run the ball. That's not what he does. So now you have to come up with a completely different game plan in the middle of what's he ran happening. It one time. Just so that that's how he ran it one time for nine yards. Yeah, was it. He's not, he's not. That's why Mikey Keene's a good quarterback, but he doesn't fit what Gus Malzahn wants. Gus Malzahn wants read option, quarterback run. Like that's what he that's his how his system works. <clears throat> when they made that switch, I don't think the Cincinnati defense had the, the experience and the depth of knowledge to be able to, to change and say... From, from what the game plan was going into the game. To say, okay, this is what we think they're going to do, which was, if you watched, and, and Luke talked about it a little today, they went to a more... um. It, it, it wasn't RPO. It was like misdirection. The jet sweeps, mm-hmm. um, they would pull. The special plays. The, yes, and, and I think that goes a little deeper than people realize where like they would pull a guard in the center this way and hand the ball off this way. So when the defense sees a guard in the center pulling to the right, they obviously flow to the right because that's what your eyes tell you to do when you see linemen all shifting this way. And then the ball went back that way. So now you've lost weak side contain. Everybody's flowing to the right. The ball's going to the left. Like it, I think they would have won that game if John Rice Plumley stayed in the game. But when Mikey Keene came in, you don't have a defense that one has sauce and Kobe on the corners and Brian cook at safety that you just eliminate the passing game. You're not passing on us. We're gonna like, we're going to take that away. You don't have that. So like there's, there's this learning curve that we forget happened in 2018 and 2019 as mm-hmm. all of these guys that became stars, they went through these ups and downs. And remember how uneven that was. Like, like we talked about, people wanted Dez out. People wanted, there were people that weren't sold on Marcus Freeman in 2018 and early 2019. Like, yeah. be, because the guys on the field were gaining that live experience. There's not, especially without Malik, especially without, Jabari? But you've lost the guys that had built the live experience as backups previously. Love you, Kathy. Thanks for listening. You lost the guys that have the the previous experience. You have to build that back up. What I'm saying is like the guys that you had kind of given a little bit more experience to last year, you've lost a couple of them now. Right. And and Jabari not being there. And now you have guys who are full-on learning on the fly without a guy next to them that is set in stone as the dude. And and the difference being those guys that were supposed to be taking 30% of the snaps 
are now taking 60% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps. So mistakes are magnified and right. it cause a bigger issue than say, if you do have, say you do put Watley in, but you've got Malik Van to maybe pick up the, the right. slack if he misses something or is off. Right. But now instead you have Eric Phillips and Watley. And if one, and guess what? That's showing up on tape, Jeff. Yeah. Tape doesn't lie. Like the, the tape is telling these teams and, and guys like where it really comes down to guys like, um, and I'm trying to calm it down for you, Kathy. I'm dropping my voice level. Guys like Jaheim Thomas, guys like Wilson Huber, those linebackers mm-hmm. and, and guys like, uh, not just Ivan because he's playing in the middle, but like Deshaun Pace, Tyvan Boston, they have to be able to set the edge from the outside. And that's not happening. They were dominated on the edge against UCF. Dominated on the edge against UCF. It was a disaster. Disaster. As soon as UCF got the ball outside the tackles, it was six, seven, eight yards minimum. My other thing is, and I, like it's like I said before, and it's like a, I brought up Dave and I talked about it on the brunch, like I maybe with the guys, absolutely with the guys that they had last year, year before, the the ability to play a little bit softer on the outside. Ben, but don't break because when what, you knew you got in the red zone, they were dead. The opponent was dead. Was if they got in the red zone, they were done. And, and I, I just, obviously, I, I'm not a football coach at any level. I like to watch it. I like to see it. And Nor a lot of my points that I bring up are points that a normal fan is probably going to look at and see. I'm a football coach in Madden. Just Super Bowl winning, by the way. And it just, to me, when you look at it and, like, it's kind of verified by the stats that, you know, I've thrown out. That Mikey Keene is averaging eight and a half, almost nine yards a pass. And, they took the free access. And, and like just these little like dink, you know, they dink and dunked them to death until those last two drives, and then they were hitting some bigger plays. But like nothing but over I, the the biggest Jeff, play was like twenty six yards. Jeff, the thing the thing that happened at the end where where it lends some credibility to the being tired that that you've been talking about. It was the free access plays that in the beginning of the game were five, six, seven yards. And then there was a missed tackle and a guy spun out of it. Next thing you know, it's like a 14, 15, 16 yard play instead of a six yard play. Like that's where I buy that there was fatigue that set in on those final two drives. I mean, that, like- my point being, you you just can't let a team march down the field twice. With one third down a, and two drives, you can't one third down 12, and two drives. You you give up a and on the one third down, you give up a twelve yard a third, pass yeah, on third, third and and long. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where I I come back to like it. It just didn't. Uh, it just didn't feel like, and maybe they didn't get any pressure. When you look at the box score, that, that and was you, that was part of UCF's you, plan clearly. You look down at it. I mean, the, the passes were coming out quick, but it's because they were there and available. There, there were going to be well, no. There was going to be no cover sacks. After the Tulsa game, everybody decided we're not get we're not sitting in the pocket. We're not giving Cincinnati a chance to pin their ears. You know, I mean, Ivan paces. Ivan paces fast, but he's 
he's not fast enough to, to get back there when you're already in, in shotgun and there's a reason threaten. that they put the stop clock the stopwatch on those snaps i mean because it's like if you, you look get at it, it out in had... two and a half seconds it's very hard to sack you a, a total of seven tackles for loss over the course of the game and only one sack. Yeah. And one quarterback hurry. They were credited with yeah. one quarterback hurry. And it that part of the defense is what I you know, that didn't show up. Uh they had things set up and, and with John Rice Plumley going out, and then you bring in a guy who's not a uh, like a true backup like he's not that guy that's like just holding the clipboard all the time obviously he is this year but like he started a significant number of, i think 10 games last year he started so he's got experience you don't necessarily have to dumb the playbook down but you're reading from a different playbook for the for mikey Keene. you want my opinion yeah. he's better than john rice plumley Oh, as a it's quarterback, just that John I, th- Rice, I think yeah. absolutely. Yeah. John Rice Plumley's skill set fits Gus Malzahn's offense better. I, John Rice Plumley wasn't a quarterback, was he? I thought he was like, I thought no, he was a quarterback that was so bad at quarterback they fired the head coach and moved him to wide receiver. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so he was he's a project quarterback that right. is now you know. A, so anyway, that that's. That's where I am on that game. I know you've talked about it uh, a lot, a lot, and I've now talked about it a lot, a lot. And uh, I would like to put it behind this team. Hopefully, they can learn from it. A nice wake-up call. They're not. De- they are also not dead in the water. They're actually in a little bit better spot, obviously, than the Bengals are uh, for their their season goals. Because um, I think I still think everything's ahead of, of, of the Bearcats as long as they take care of business. Um, that's going to take a lot. I think. I mean, they've got some. What do we got coming up? You got Navy this week. Then East Carolina, but it's here. The only thing that scares me about East Carolina is playing at East Carolina. And then you're at Temple. East Carolina's playing really well. We're we're home with both of them. That's what I said. I said it, I said it's here. The only yeah. thing about East Carolina yeah. that scares me is if we were to be playing there. They are playing really well. Like it, you have to give East Carolina credit. Oh, absolutely. Over the past month, they're playing really well. But Cincinnati played three of their first four conference games on the road. They went three and one. They get three of their four final conference games at home. And the I mean, road game is Temple, Temple, who's trash. So. Then you it comes down to that game against Tulane, which has to be a nip at night game. I don't know if that is possible because I know it's no, a, it's Black Friday, right? No, I think it's going to be an at like I don't know that it's going to be a, it's Black Friday. Oh, oh. So, that, that, I mean that 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 that's the game that the I mean it's going to come down to that, right? Like you got to win that game. You have to win all of them, but that's the one that gives me some a little more uh, pause than the rest. Moving on. Basketball starts. And I, I'm sorry to everyone for, like, fighting about that whole topic. I just I, – I want Aaron to acknowledge offense and defense problem, not just 
but he won't do it. Yeah, Aaron. Okay. That's your headband. Ryan Royer. Are you are you dressed up as Ryan Royer for the day after Halloween? You dressed up as Ryan Royer for Halloween? The day after Halloween. It's the day after Halloween. Oh. Maybe I, bought a head, maybe I bought a headband because my hair is growing out and it's fun. Maybe maybe if Ryan Warrior played for UC next year, that would be a head, headband that he would wear. You guys remember you guys remember when you told me that I was buying bucket hats because I thought I wanted to be young again? <laughs> I just uh, no one ever said to... you were trying to be young again. You were yeah. trying to be a fisherman. <laughs> no. We made fun no, of you in the group chat. Trying to be no, a in the group chat, Clay, back me up on this. In the group chat, you guys Clay's said gone. Ed's buying Good. bucket hats because he thinks he's twenty five again. <laughs> Good luck, one. No one. No one laughs that way, Ed. No, no, one. You... no one. No one. Somebody does. I, I would never say that you're trying to be young again with a bucket hat. Maybe, maybe we can get you one of those headbands free next year, Aaron. Old, 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 old man River wears a bucket hat. Remember when I wanted to buy the red one that said cats on it? Hey, right. your brother Bill I'm, wears a bucket I'm, hat. I'm trying to drop hints, but nobody's listening. Bye, guys. I got it. I got it. All of it. All right, Aaron. Basketball. Six days, right? Silver muted me as an a-hole. I did not mute you. Jeff. Well done. What do you got for us on the basketball front, Aaron? They play in six days. Because I'm very, I'm very talked out right now. Outside of the fact, oh, I do have some things I would like to talk about with basketball, but they're very kind of generic. Because um, <laughs> this is really like where Ed shines his basketball talk. So it is. Uh, yeah, Ed doesn't shine at basketball talk until the actual season starts because Ed doesn't know what to to Ed. expect from these guys until till this. He doesn't know what to expect these guys. Ed makes analysis during the games. Okay, what is your feeling? On on people leaking the season. This is lightning round ish, but it looks like half Gandalf the Grey costume with that halftone beard. That's funny. What is your take? Because like I said, this is lightning round ish. What is your take on like certain fan bases leaking out results from secret scrimmages and touting them as like they're gonna hang a banner in their arena over Secret scrimmages result. don't mean shit. Do you disagree that I, I brought this point up the other night? Do you disagree that even in a scrimmage, are you giving a hundred percent? And yes, oh. I know I know that these guys are competing for minutes because there's a lot of dudes on this team and there are only so many minutes. When I played basketball and we, and we had scrimmages, there was only a couple games where I would go ninety to hundred percent. It was just because I didn't like the guys on the other team. Are you talking about middle school basketball or are you talking about high school basketball? High school basketball. All right. And are you talking about JV or varsity? I'm talking about rec league. Okay. I rest. I remember because I tried out I tried out for high school basketball and Coach Orth was Coach Orth, right? He was yeah, like, well, uh, Mayhall, what are you doing here? He's trying out coach and he laughed at me. Um and so I <laughs> and so I, I just made it through one pra- one one uh I think one that's day the first time I've laughed in twenty minutes. But don't take these super secret scrimmages seriously. These is literally just a chance for the coaches to go out and get these guys reps against people who aren't their own teammates. They've been practicing against their own teammates and maybe some other guys, you know, for the last what month and a half month and a half. They've been in practices, probably a little bit longer than that. 
Um, but this is literally just a chance for them to get runs against other people. I did find it interesting today that Wes Miller said he would run five or six exhibitions uh, in a or, or scrimmage in a in a preseason if he could. Um, obviously, sure. yes, obviously, that's not the case. Uh, he said he learns about four to five times more about his team in these exhibitions than he does in practice. Sure, but I, I think. But if you know that as a player, if you know that as a player, are you going to give one hundred percent as opposed to? Well, I guess not. as a player, you might give one hundred percent, but you also you're not trying to go out there and hurt yourself before the season starts, right? And you pretty right. much know where you stand with your coach at that point, right? Right now, you're just playing for a, a, a maybe a starting spot. In a scrimmage, no. maybe not even that. I don't. Wes, if we, if we look at last year, Wes runs a rotation of about ten. Yeah. So, I, I could see where they could be helpful for Wes Miller. Yes, this, he could this, he run a couple different plays. He can run. You can run some guys out there in different formations. Maybe a couple different teams. Maybe a couple different you know uh, mixtures out there. But it's not. It's not. Not, I think there's I think there's more than a couple rotations that you're looking at, especially when you're talking about if you listen to any of our nightcap. If you if you if you listen to any of our nightcap, a few, said, sorry, a few, not a couple, they, sorry, they, a few. They've, they've even put Jarrett Hensley at the five. Just messing sure. around with some Posi- different things. Positionless sure. basketball. Positionless basketball. Positionless basketball. What my my what I bring it up is because from the first scrimmage that they had, from what was kind of like put out there, talked about. You want to get to Ohio State or it seemed that Ohio. The, we never played Ohio State. Sorry, Ohio. The, the the Bobs. Yeah, the Cats. Um, it was insinuated that or from what I understand, Ohio only played like seven other guys. And they were trying to win. West was like rotating guys through and and it's not even like a real like I mean you're not playing four quarters and that kind of thing you play in kind of more like sessions. Um, and it seems to me, and from what Aaron just said, that Wes says he would play four or five of these scrimmages, exhibitions, whatever you want to call them, before the season if he was allowed to, that he uses it more as a, a time to evaluate his players against other guys, guys that they haven't seen, yeah. similar to what Ed's talking about, and is able to then mix things in and out. And then you have the talk that, you know, maybe Ohio only played seven guys and some teams maybe use it as like kind of like to boost themselves up, maybe their confidence of, hey, look, you just went out there and beat, you know, you see in this exhibition, you know, you guys have what it takes or maybe you're putting your your normal rotations only seven dudes. So you that's what you're doing. Right. And you're not trying anything new. You're just full going like this is going to be the game plan for the season. And at this point, I know who my guys are. I don't need to see anything else. I'm going to put them out there. And, you know, you've got Wes that's got dudes that might not play together during the regular season, or he might find something during this and say, oh, man, like this combination of of guys on the floor actually work really well together. We're able to do some things we're not usually doing. I'm going to put that in my back pocket and maybe use that later on in the season. Exactly. (laughs) It's like it's like in it's like in soccer when you have and you're doing a scrimmage game and you put in your your second string goalie right. It's like obviously they have to figure out things very quickly as 
they, they, they play in six days against Chaminade. And I believe it's right off to Maui after that. And then they've got Cleveland State on the 10th. Eastern Kentucky on the 13th. Northern Kentucky on the 16th. And then the Arizona game is on the 21st. And that's so Maui. That, that's Maui. The so NKU got, game is at NKU, I mean, right? Two, three, four. Yes. So you've got I'll try four, to hit that one up. You, you got four games. Tune up games. Four games to get right. To figure figure things out in games that count. Not I mean they're not scrimmages and <laughs> we've like to towards your record, yeah. Brent, Brent brings it up every week that on Chaminade's website it's listed as an exhibition and on Cincinnati's website it's listed as a game. So uh, well, I, I don't know what Chaminade's name is not clickable. Uh, on the on the ESP <laughs> on the ESPN schedule. So yeah, on, on, on ESPN, it's like, they're a badge. They're a gray badge with a white white, white stripe through it. It just says Chaminade, and they it's not clickable with a link. So a profileless I photo. Get, check it out. But yeah, you got you got four games, um, and and Cincinnati is inexplicably at Northern Kentucky. Never do that again. Um, don't don't give them a home and home. I might, get, I like, might go to that game. I think as a, an alum, I should get uh, discounted tickets, right? If you, I guess, if you want to do it, make it like a three and one. <laughs> don't that even was, do a two. That don't was even left do over it. from the pre- previous regime, I think. Don't even maybe. do a two and one. Make it a three and one. So maybe if they beat Eastern Kentucky and Northern Kentucky, at some point, maybe they can uh, squeeze a game in against Western Kentucky and then play UK in the uh, tournament. Northern was obviously the previous the regime from. No, at Mick. Oh, from the stadium. Yeah. Mm. So they agreed to play four games against Northern, two at UC, two at Northern. Okay. That got kind of pushed off because of COVID and. Oh, okay. I'll say that would have. Yeah. Oh, they didn't hard. just want to just skip it or. or no, try Northern and... is like, y'all coming here twice. <laughs> they didn't want to try and, try and hose somebody because contractually it was for that year or anything. What contract? What contract? Uh, yeah. Like, um, like Xavier yeah, did. Northern, Northern wasn't about that at all. They they were they they were hell bent on. We agreed to two games there, two games here. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We don't want your buyout. Right. We want you yeah. here. Right. We need butts in our like. Well, like I mean, perfect example, right? I'm like, well, maybe I'll go check that out. Maybe I'll get an alumni discount. So yeah, it works for them. Right. Uh, since you're sitting here, Chad. And yeah. you're the only one of us. I, I, I don't think Aaron's been back to like see any practices. Mm-hmm. Um, with what you can and are permitted to divulge, quick like two minute thoughts on uh, on what you're seeing going on. Um, you know, there's a there's a definitive like growth process where. They have been um, trying to work through defensively, you know, all of the pieces fitting together. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because this is a team now with a glut of talented players at a lot of similar positions. So how are you going to, like, obviously David Julius. Landers Nolly, Jeremiah Davis. Davenport? Or yeah, Jeremiah Davenport, sorry. Jeremiah Davis. Oof. 
Um, those I don't guys have him on my roster. That, that's a, that was the a rare long time Edwin. ago. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. Jeremiah Davis. Um, th- those three guys are your best offensive weapons. So then you have to surround them with who provides defense, who provides rebounding. That's my biggest concern for this team. Really, rebounding, rebounding. How's Sage doing though? Uh, I I would guess Sage red shirts. Oh, he's. I mean, I think Sage is going to be really good, but I don't think he's ready for like. Well, and he kind of he kind of got some of his yeah, high school injury, right? Oh, yeah, and then right. he had some of his high school development was kind of stunted a little bit with the move from. No, his high school development the... was stunted by tearing his MCL and being out for eight months. Like, he I just mean like the. Yeah, but uh, what so I'm saying is he would have made the same number of. I thought COVID like cut all of his like cut like a giant chunk of his high school really. out. No, the knee injury cut way more. More it was more impactful yeah. than than that. Yeah. I mean, he missed basically an entire summer and like half of of his senior season as they were trying to like do right by him because they weren't going to just like, you know, there's a potential you're our best player. So you have to play all the time like that. They didn't they didn't force that upon him. Um, So his high school coach did right by him, but. It also means that he's still making up a lot of ground. I, I, my guess is he redshirts. Um, Josh Reed is probably back into the rotation, at least for right now. Um, and that puts you to like, like you know, about 10 guys, 10, 11 guys, depending on how, like, you know, how they back play. Back to the it. hockey rotations of early last year. Yeah, but I don't like, not not quite the same full sale full send. Well, swap. they were desperate at that point. Like, yeah, they didn't have answers. They didn't have these are the guys that are going to be on the floor to to get us buckets. It was we're trying to throw as much shit against the wall well, <laughs> as know, we can. I know, like last year, Wes made mention of you know at certain points during like leading up to the season and even into the beginning of the season. Hey, you know, normally at this point, we're yeah. able to work on some more specific things. Whereas now I've put together a team in 30 days. Uh, I'm at a brand new school yeah. and I'm trying to put the well, broad range of my system and plans in place with maybe people that aren't kids that don't exactly fit all of the things I want to do. So I have to adapt some things. And there was a lot more like, so here's what I can tell you. Going into last year, they were well aware we don't have enough offense. Like, it's just not there. Like, right. we don't have enough guys that can score. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job early in the season overcoming that with hustle and energy. And then the scouting report got out. If you match their we talked about this last year. Yep. Then, then they don't have a whole lot else to like bring back at you. It's funny because like we talked about this last year. If if they don't beat Arkansas like they did, 
right? And then, um, wasn't it wasn't it Illinois then Arkansas or, or, or yeah, Illinois and, and then, then they Arkansas, played Arkansas they, right right right, right, right. That, yeah. yeah that was that was it. Um, if that doesn't happen the way that it played out, they probably buy a couple more weeks, right? Yeah, of, of it being not the right. uh, of the playbook not being as right. advertised, but. Yeah. They they beat the shit out of Illinois, which shocked everybody. Everyone, and then and then they took Arkansas to the wire. But Arkansas was able to like match mm-hmm. the intensity. And what was that guy's name? Everybody, muscle, uh, muscle. Which which one? The guy from Arkansas, or the guy from Illinois? Are you talking about Kofi Coburn from? Uh, yeah, Kofi Coburn from well, Illinois. Yeah. He no, there was he a different guy. He didn't play that game though. Cockburn. No, he Cockburn. Oh, that was the first game yeah, back. Cobra. That was his first, yeah, game, back. first game back. Cockburn. And he dominated the first like six minutes. Yeah. And then wasn't a factor the rest of the game. Right. Um. And they said his name was Coburn. <laughs> yeah, Coburn. As if there Me was knew. multiple things burning. Missed Costianos. <laughs> um. So we'll see. Like the thing I think that that you can feel good about with this team is that they're going to have more answers on offense. And let's be honest, last year's team was really hard to watch. Yeah. Because offensively, they just, it wasn't there. It was right. Dave. And if Dave was cold, you and hope they, James it. And when they won, they were literally just willing themselves to victory with right. like every little thing they could. Right. <laughs> this like with Kalu, with um, Vic expanding his game, with Landers Nolly, with Jeremiah, with uh, David DeJulius, there should be a lot more uh, like firepower that they'll be able to solve if you go into a game where you know the defense takes this away if the defense takes to julius away like they they did last year in the second half of the season there should be guys that are are able to make you pay for that so so if you have to put an over under, because I have a I have a, a number in my head of wins where I say that's a, a successful season here, I say twenty. So I if they can get to 20, twenty, I think say twenty two win team. Twenty two. Yeah, I, I said twenty. Uh, I, I've talked to last year. I said win. nineteen. They were eighteen. I think this is a twenty two win team. Yeah. Aaron, do you have a number? I think we said 25 was the ceiling so uh that's that if everything yeah. goes great it's a 25 i think i think 20 20 to 25 was our range and so yeah, 20, I, i'm 20, settling at 22 22 is kind of right in the median there so and that's when we did that aaron i had seen i think one practice yeah i think i've seen five now you're including you're more, com- you're more comfortable with that number i've seen five practices including two like inner squad type scrimmage practices. Um, I'm pretty comfortable at 22. Does Brian Wilson, does 22 get him in the dance? It depends on the 22, <laughs> right? Like, 
Yeah. If your 22 includes two wins in Maui and a win over Xavier, then then you're in. But if every loss is to a ranked team and right, if you win, if you win the 22 games that uh, you should win, and you don't win any of the games that maybe you are you're the underdog. Gotta have some upset wins for sure. That's probably an NIT. You gotta steal some somewhere. Yeah. Yep. That's probably 22 wins with one win in Maui and not beating Xavier at Centos. You're probably uh, an NIT team. Maybe, maybe 22 on the wins. And then, yeah. And then you see how far you go in the AAC tournament to see if right. that kind of pushes right. you over and some other things have to fall your way. I'm fairly confident with 22 is my number. All right. Aaron, I didn't mean to yell at you. I'm sorry. Next round. Pete Rose is going to be the first bet at the Hard Rock Casino when it opens on January 1. Is there anybody else that you want to do that? I think it's perfect. <laughs> of course it's Pete Rose. Like... I think he's a shitbag human. He's a terrible human. But I think it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Um, Are we excited for the third coming of the XFL? No. Teams were announced this week. It'd probably be entertaining to watch. We'll see. Probably super entertaining to watch. I love The Rock. So I'm going to give The Rock. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to watch. I don't care. I'm gonna watch a little bit because it's probably, probably, probably gonna be on. It'll probably be on when there's nothing else to watch. Correct. And, exactly. Exactly. And, Friday uh, nights or some shit. Yeah, like, like some weird time slot. It'll be right after the season, right? So, yeah. Jeff, how is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two? Is it as good as it looks? It's a lot of fun. I hear there's Next. a lot of kink, like a lot of kinks, like the game's broken. so. Jeff, are you are you playing the um, campaign? The campaign, or are the you campaign, playing multiplayer? So the campaign is fantastic. I watched uh, a lot. I watched a couple guys play the campaign. It looked it looked pretty interesting. The, the campaign is a lot of fun if you're into like you know single yeah. player kind of stuff. It, it's a that's lot of kind fun. of my jam. It's a lot of fun. I, I don't know that it's necessarily worth seventy bucks because you have obviously you have to buy the whole game for that, but then. The, the multiplayer, like I, I've been having fun with it, even as a thirty-six-year-old guy who's lost a lot of like quick twitching abilities. The you know these little right. kids that are cracked out on on monster and every, like dry dry scooping yeah. energy drinks and stuff. I like, do that. Yeah. No, but it, it's fun. I enjoy it. Did you guys see Ellie De La Cruz scamper home on a triple? I- I have a question. How is he not the number one prospect in baseball? All of baseball? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. People are comparing him to Tatis at this point. Like, everything I see of him. He's insane amazing. And it's a lot of. Tells me he's the most dynamic player in baseball. It's it's not just one highlight. It's it's multiple highlights. Every game. Every game, there's a highlight. There's multiple highlights. Like, Right. The dude hits the shit out of the ball. He's fast. I, I don't understand how he's not the number one prospect, but 
even if not, like, who cares? I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And there's is, is no... It, Aaron, how, soon, is, how soon is he up? Is Aaron, what I want to know. Aaron, is it better that he's not the number one prospect in all of Probably. I don't know that the, the Reds would mishandle it. And if he was, they're going to mishandle him anyway. Does, does it feel like he's kind of our little secret at this point? No, he's every, everyone knows about him. I don't think he's a secret. I don't. Yeah, he's a minor saying. league baseball player, dude. Like yeah, I don't but, know, everyone knows. But, about but him. I, I feel like I feel like he's posted so much on Twitter. Like his his highlights are all over Twitter so much. Right, that, if, and if you're into baseball, you're into the minor yeah. But league you guys stuff. follow like, Clay and like you guys follow that. I know, but I see his I see segments from like from just like everywhere. I, has John Boy talked about him yet? No, I don't know. I guess, I I guess as long as John Boy that, doesn't talk about him, right. the normal, the normal, then, then, then maybe he's a secret. Yeah, I, I, normal... I, I, I'm, maybe secret is the wrong word, but I don't think he's like this this guy that like under the radar. Everybody knows about. Like okay, I don't I'll tell think you this. You'll, flying under the radar. Then that, maybe that will pop up. Maybe when, when maybe he's flying he's... on the radar. Right? You know what I'm saying? He's you'll on know, the radar. Right on you'll the know it that he is way too. Like known when Yankees fans start saying that they're going to trade some garbage player <laughs> and get him, that's when you know it's all over. That's fair enough. I think that's fair. Oh, someone needs to explain sports betting to me because I was in Indiana this weekend. I pulled up the FanDuel app, and I I went ahead and just went with some like some of the generic bets like. Uh, so which I, one of these? Which one of these four guys will score a touchdown this weekend? I also bet that that uh, Tyler Boyd would score a touchdown this weekend. So I did win twenty six dollars and twenty cents this weekend. Um, but I, I don't on top of the money that you put in. No, I put ten dollars in. So I made I made sixteen dollars and twenty cents this weekend. Um, but I don't. I still don't understand overs and unders. So we need to have a show on that one week. We're going to have a show. Good. Oh, by All the right. way, Brian, uh, yes, X is it at UC. Um, Ed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to need you to um, bet Fred is, is where we're going. Don't we're shake your head. We're going to have a sponsor. Ed, bet Fred is where we're going. Okay. I'll download the app. <laughs> oh, wrong button. <clears throat> a member of the Migos died today, yesterday, yesterday, overnight, overnight, yeah, overnight. Yeah. Um, reports are that it was over seven thousand dollars in a dice game. Other reports are that it had nothing to do with that. I don't know what to believe anymore. All I know is takeoff from Migos is dead. R.I.P. Takeoff. What is what is me? I'll, I'll do more research. What do you mean? What is Migos? I don't know what Migos is. I'm sorry. I I, uh, I I'm, I'm assuming it's it's a rap. Drift from your country channels. You'll be okay. Some hard hitting country out there right now. I don't know if I can do that. There, it all sounds the same. Uh, did you guys and, listen to? The, yeah. Have you seen the guy on TikTok that has the white like the white thing on his beard? That's yes. Ed. That's actually yeah. Ed on TikTok. Yeah, you that need, has no, the white no. thing on his beard. No, 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 no. I follow him. Cody, Mar, Mar, right? Yeah. Mar. Yeah. You are, you are the generic version of him. What? 
Oh, because Wal- of the Walmart All version. Right. Yeah, you're the Walmart version of that guy. All right. <laughs> I understand. Um, who, who next? Me. Uh, New Heights podcast. Uh, did you guys listen to this week's episode? Last week's episode. Last the week's episode, episode comes out tomorrow. Yes. Comes out in the morning. Are we going to start doing this segment? Are, are you... I listened to it twice because I thought I was going to start doing a segment on it. Well, my you favorite. Could've, you could have put it in the notes. Sorry, but my favorite thing that came out of it this week was Travis Kelsey afraid to autograph a baby because he thought that toxic the toxins from an from a marker would would make the baby sick. He said if the baby ended up in a hospital because he was autographing it, I think that's fair. I that's fair. I would also not autograph a baby with a sharpie. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, uh, Jason saying that by the time you have your third and fourth kid, you're taking that pacifier out from underneath the couch that hasn't been vacuumed for months. Jason and is also too. dead on, and sticking true. it right back in that kid's face. Yeah, I'm there. I thought it was funny that Jason Kelsey doesn't wear underwear. I thought that was hilarious. Travis <laughs> was like, "They're so you good. Are a, you are a 290 pound man. There's How? no way." You- you are successfully wiping all of How that. is Jason the best <laughs> podcast in the podcast host of the country in like two months? He's it's a, the best. There's oh, no insane. better podcast host in the it's country a, than Jason Kelsey. And he's only been doing it for eight weeks. Shoot or shoot. Him and Travis on the uh Manning cast last night was kind of funny as I well. I didn't Started get off to with- see it. How was it? Started off a little slow, but then it got then it got pretty 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 funny. I love that I they mean, wore they wore quarter zips specifically for that. Yeah, those those are potentially the first two sets of Hall of Fame brothers in the history of the NFL. Fair, that's a fair point. And the Kelsey brothers are such good free advertisement for the University of Cincinnati. Such it's amazing. Good free advertisement. Travis and, and is still Travis always has some fresh. I was gonna say, out like, of all the episodes, like th- at least three quarters of them, he has had. If it, if it's not a foundation shirt, of the so, last like, one was a, a baseball, a Nike baseball jersey. Yeah, that people were like, "Where can I buy that?" You and can't. It was like, well, that's from 1997. Good luck. Yeah. Go hit the vintage He's, he's been playing the eBay game for a long time, and he's better Ooh. at it than you. <laughs> I was and good at maybe, the eBay game before pandemic. Maybe in 2024, you can buy one. Big 12 struck a new TV deal this week that is going to make teams, whatever the reporting is right now, it's supposed to be once tier three and everything hits over $50 million per school. Before the new college football playoff hits. Before expansion as well, because Prorata was put in there as well. Um, Prorata? Prorata? Whatever we all understand. Continue, Aaron. I think I said it right. Pro rata. You did say it right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Latin, Ed. Thank you. Don't, don't, expect, don't expect I'm working on I'm working on a comp. I feel like you're working on English, but that's fine. Um, how do you guys feel though about this this deal being locked in before the Pac-12 and the we're to the point where the Johns are now dropping big news. And it's Bill, uh, uh, the, the tall talks guy, yeah. No, the tall, goofy center from UCLA, oh, being Bill, up, Walton. Bill Walton, being upset about UCLA leaving the Pac-12. That was their big news of the day today. Yeah, of course he is. Well, if anybody watches the brunch, this 
dropped during the brunch I and know. Dave and I were scrambling. I landed up. and I'm getting like Twitter notifications about this and I'm like, yeah. oh, I, the I, best I, thing to I, land I, to ever. You so and Dave Justin and Williams. Scr- and Dave and I were scrambling to try to like break Justin it down was like two hours late. While, Justin landed two hours later in there. Apparently. While it was going on. Um, I mean, I think it just really, it really comes down to the fact that 50 or 47 or 32 is far more than seven. Yeah. Uh, so for the Bearcats. Look, man, incredible. 38, 38 is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, right. And then the other thing that you've got that, that we looked at um, is it, it actually runs its course and will, they will be back up for another uh, before renegotiation else, before yeah. everyone else. And uh, Dave and I were like talking about as long as the product stays relevant, which I don't have any reason to believe the Big 12's product won't be relevant, uh, they should be ready to cash in on possibly an even bigger deal when that rolls around. And it also forces the Pac-12 potentially out of uh, Fox as a uh, as a partner. They're probably done. Fox is uh, not. I, Fox is out on the Pac-12. They're done. Okay. They're out. And then it says like I know that I caught a little bit of uh, I don't know if it was ESPN a, and Amazon seems to be the the avenue Fox or uh, yeah. the big the Pac-12 is going to take. So I don't know if it was a nightcap or if it was the BBP or if it, whatever uh, where you guys were. We do a lot of content here. Where right. Where streaming is not, I mean, it's not there yet for live sports. The money's not there. Dave brought up the numbers for Thursday night football uh, have been just, uh, along with the product being awful. Yeah, so the product, um, the numbers aren't just aren't there. Uh, and I don't see. I mean, Amazon has deep pockets, but they're not going to overpay uh, for something just to have. Why it. would they? I, I do like, you don't agree. have to. They also just took a Q three hit for whatever that's worth. I also I, I I like the way they have that stats channel like the but but it, not on a Thursday night football game. If you had that on a Sunday night football game, Monday night football game. Well, I, I think here's the question, Ed. Like those games kick off at you know ten o'clock at night. Are you are you really like at ten o'clock at night? So it's seven o'clock in the West Pacific Coast. Pacific time zone. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so ten o'clock Eastern. At, at 10 o'clock at night, are you really like, oh, yeah, man, I need to check Amazon? No, nah, he's, he's already watching cruise ship ETV shows. Right, and- right. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> right? Don't, hey, don't disrespect. It's Bravo. But but the point being, at that point in the, in the like, the, the, the football calendar, yeah, I see. are you like, you know what I need to do? I really need to find Cal... And Oregon State. Uh, no, because on, I can watch Mac football on, on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday, right? Like so. it's just not real. It's not shooting in my neighborhood. So, Ed, where were you at? Why were you late for the show? We like we need some answers. What? There it is. Uh, Smith League winter tournament. I think it's Aaron. Okay. Um, I just saw on I just saw on uh, Twitter or actually Instagram before we before we went live, I was putting the kids to bed that uh, Smith League is doing a ten thousand dollar tournament, December thirtieth through the thirty first. Uh, some of the teams that look like that have been announced already: a uh, friend of the show, Cincinnati Warriors, um, Nasty Daddy, um, about billions. Hmm. 
It'd be entertaining. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you guys probably touched on this in just a different way earlier. Uh, with the, the trade deadline coming up here and passing in, in the NFL and the Bengals standing pat with how they are uh, and not seemingly making any moves, did the Bengals fill Castellini us? I actually, I actually compared the Reds to the Packers. Okay. That was, I, I don't think they, they only had three, I think, I think they only had 3.3 in um, cap space this season left for this season. So they couldn't make a huge splash play without finagling some shit. Um, and they weren't going to do that. Must be and, and like I said, their, their desperate need right now is defensive back. And that happened like 12 minutes 12 ago. Hours, like 12 hours ago. Right. So I initially they're also budgeting for for Joe and Chase and T. So some of that, some of my thought process on it uh, earlier today, because like I said, I do still have the the tendency occasionally to uh, become an irrational fan. Uh, And you look at it, and you maybe think to yourself, "This is kind of a little like the Reds," but then it's not because. I think they are going to be putting a lot of money into those guys. Um, and if it's not those guys, they're, I mean, Burrow, certainly chase. Burrow, certainly. chase, T. They also Higgins put money next. into, they also put money in the off season into the biggest need, which was the offensive line. Right. So you've got that today felt like one of those things. It's also fresh in, in our minds. They get yeah. blown Jeff, out by the, you know, here, they get killed here, by the Browns. Here's my question. And they lose a woozy. A. Yep. Good. What would the conversation have been had the Bengals traded for William Jackson? No, 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 no. Right, 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 right. I want to bring Cooks. I want to bring Cooks. But I'm saying, give me a fourth receiver. Uh, right, but but you're That's not Michael right Thomas. Now, your desperate re- need right now is defensive back. Right. And had they had they gone that route, could you um, imagine? I blame the offense. Aaron. I think. Pac-Man, Pac- I saw somebody say that Pac-Man wanted the Bengals to to, to trade for and or pick him up off a of waiver wire just so that they could cut him again. Because um, <laughs> you know him and Pac-Man don't yeah, have a... The, 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 uh, but I've, I've settled down off of my initial like firing hot take of they Bill Castellini us um, because I, I did think the so, same thing like the db the db issue is is number one and it just happened yeah. there are a lot of things that have to fall into place for a trade it's hard to make one jeff, happen that quickly jeff's hard chad jeff chad imagine hard. imagine your what is your faith in this team if eli apple is the boundary corner and william jackson the third is the field <laughs> That like that that's 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 a Super Bowl winning team with Eli Apple at the the boundary and William Jackson the third at the field. Woof. Oof. Uh, last last one of the lightning round. Chad's wrong. It was the offense's fault. like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. Bum of the week. Bum of the week is Kenny Pickett again. 
he's really bad. 25 of 38, 191 yards, an interception, six sacks for 40 yards, a 32.6 QBR. But we were comparing him, not we, Ryan Clark in particular, was comparing him to Joe Burrow. (laughs) That's the guy? That's the guy? Yeah. Come on, man. And they just took away one of... one of his few weapons. Yeah. Fryermuth all day. It's just Fryermuth all day. Good thing he's on my bench. All right. Uh, Kenny A6, Malik Willis did make his debut as well, and he was. We talked also about it. He he threw like five. Pa- he threw like five or ten passes. I think. <laughs> right. I got I got the stats here. It was six of ten for fifty-five yards. <laughs> A pick. Three sacks for 15. So yeah. He did manage to scramble five times for 12 yards. Give Des Ritter a shot. Yeah. Man, Marcus Mariota ain't it. All right. We've That's gone it. well over our new limit. <laughs> That's well over a half hour. I'll take credit for some of that with uh, being late. So That's another episode of Part of the Punctuation. We will see you next Tuesday night. At 9.15, for Ed, for Jeff, for Chad, I'm Aaron Smith, and we're out. Bye. See ya!